0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center.
1: We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey guys, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here again today with Vanessa. And man, if you are excited to hear a lot of details about a lot of utensils,
0: yeah, <laughs> today
1: today's your day. <laughs> <laughs> <Temple building. laughs> uh, don't let that distract you I think we can we can take something out of this but uh, after reading this just now it is a lot of intricate detail about things that are a little bit lost on us actually like I don't know that any of us are feeling very pressed about the enormous bronze bowl that we need to cast anytime <laughs> soon no way is that fair <laughs> Um, so as we're reading over this, what are your thoughts, Vanessa? Like, what's coming to mind just reading over these lists? We, uh, we, just to clarify, we do have two accounts of the same thing. So it does feel like I'm repeating myself. It's actually just because we're looking at 1 Kings, and then we're looking at Second Chronicles. So we've done a little bit of that before, but we're back into that. So what what's on your mind as we read over this stuff?
0: Wow. Um, you know, the first thing I want to say is just... Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if we still had to do all of this stuff and all of this preparation and all of this building and all of this sacrificing, oh, thank God for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like when he came, he just, you know, his life just, you know, made a way where we didn't have to do all of these mm-hmm. things anymore. But, you know, you look at the detail of, of the building of the temple and the palace and it's a lot. It's a lot. And it took a long time. And it's like, how many generations of people like, did it take to really go through all of this? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think one of the things that sticks out uh, really a lot to me is um, in, let's see where it's at. It's verse 31 of 1 Kings Seven. Okay. And it says, so. Sing, so King Solomon finished all of his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, and the various articles, and stored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. It's like, you know what? Again, Solomon is using so much godly wisdom here. It's like, look, this is a step-by-step process. You got to stick to the script. Thank God for Jesus again, because mm-hmm. we we don't have to do all of those things. We don't have to uh, be worried about missing a beat or mm-hmm. missing skipping a beat or uh, you know something getting left out. Um, but th- th- it was very specific instructions that he was given. And again, we see where he just, he just stuck to the script. He mm-hmm. did what he was supposed to do. And, um, you know, and it, it said, you know, after he got done building the, 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 the temple of the Lord, then he worked on his own place. Mm-hmm. He worked on his own crib. Like, I did notice like, that. You like, know, it's like... He got the temple done first. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that stuck out to exactly. me. That was one of the things I noticed. And it just, you know, just kind of reminded me. Sometimes we want to put the horse before, well, the cart before the horse. Yeah. In a sense, when it comes to God, God is asking us to do something for him. But it's like, no, God, I want you to... Can, can I do this for me first? Or yeah. can you do this for me first? And, and such obedience, mm-hmm. you know, on Solomon's part. Yeah, because he's a new king. I yeah.
1: mean, like, like it would not be out of line for him to be like, yeah, I'm going to have a huge palace. It's oh, be yeah, awesome. let's have a party. So not only <laughs> did he build his palace later, uh, the, the best materials went into the temple. Yeah, Um absolutely. Instead of his palace. Right. Um, and this is, you know, it, it's funny, as you're talking, I was thinking, like... It's funny to me sometimes how so you read this passage and there's so much detail and there's yes. there's years of work mm-hmm. and they're shipping cedars from other countries yes. and they're cutting stones in other parts of the the country um all to like worship God actually right. like like this is an enormous effort to show respect for God right. to build him a house that, that right. really they've all been waiting on like David wanted to do it he wasn't allowed
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and so in contrast like it, I'm so thankful that for us to approach God man, you just, you just we could pray right now. You know yeah. like we could seek God right now right, right in this shady looking office sound studio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um you could you could seek God right now in your car. Absolutely. Um, and so if you you contrast it's amazing that it's easy for us. So but in easy. some ways it's challenging because it's easy. Right. Cause how often do you, maybe, maybe it's a weight on your heart right now, or maybe you're working with somebody that it's challenging for them that it's like, Hey, when's the last time you spent time with God? And it's like, Oh yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta do that. Right. You know, like, Oh I, got, I forgot. I gotta make space for that. Right. Well here you have like this huge laid out plan yeah. where it's like hard work right. to get to God. You know they have Absolutely. to build him a house before they can get to God. Absolutely, we have this incredible opportunity to seek Him right yeah. where we are. Right, and I think like not to not to bust on everybody too much, mm-hmm. but it, I think it just draws home to me reading over this. Like I got to I got to do that. Right, it's actually much easier for me to do. And I got to make sure I do that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, thinking about uh, when you were saying, you know, how hard it is for us to, well, for them, it was hard for them to spend time with God or be in His presence. You had to deal with the priest and the, yeah. all, all of that kind of stuff and how easy it is for us. And, you know, if you if you love the Lord and you, you've accepted Him into your heart, you know, we're taught that the Holy Spirit is, He indwells within us. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm guilty of those moments where I'm doing everything except spending time with God. But as you were talking, I was thinking, God is spending time with us mm-hmm. all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Dwelling like, with because us. Because yeah. His Word say He
0: never leaves us. He yeah. never forsakes us. So He's with us. Yeah. But the intentionality again yeah. of us saying, okay... I, I, I realized, I noticed that God's presence is with me. Let me engage with it, whether it's reading my word, whether it's maybe spending some time in worship, maybe it's just going out in the nature and just being still and quiet and mm-hmm. hearing from God. But he's with us all the time. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's spending time with us all the time. Mm-hmm. Are we being intentional with doing the same with him? Are
1: we listening? Yeah. And like experiencing and right. making space. His
0: presence. Yeah. That's with us all the time.
1: Man, how thankful we can be that God is with us and in yes. us. It's so cool. Yes. Uh, and moving. Like I'm in, a, I'm in a season of my life where I am, uh, me and my wife both, we're like trying to really make space to hear God's voice. Because right. uh, we feel like we got a little bit off track. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just like, you know, not not that we weren't following God, but like we just weren't making the right intentional space, kind of what you're talking about. Right. So how cool is it that when we lean in and make space to listen, like God speaks? Yeah. It's very, very cool. And so what you see here is like a their cultural way of making space for God to speak. Right, right. And for us, it's different. Um We just need to make space for him to speak. Yeah, and how cool that we don't have to build seventy foot high stones to do it.
0: (laughs) Right, or bring the silver and gold. You know, now the silver and gold is just a a heart that's open.
1: Yeah, that that,
0: that's my sacrifice, God. Mm -hmm. I don't have to bring a bull, thank goodness. You know, that I don't have to, you know, slaughter a lamb. Like the sacrifice today is again, it's easy but hard. Yeah, you know, bring a heart that's open and willing to. To be changed yeah. and transformed by God.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is there is some verses, even in the Old Testament, where God's like, hey, I'm kind of sick of all your bulls. Like, right. enough with the bulls. Yeah. Like, your enough heart's going to be in the right place. Enough yeah. The
0: bull.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that. On that note, uh, I, I think we're done here. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's been great having Vanessa with us. Um, I hope you're getting a lot out of God's whole story, even if we are just telling you about how big bronze bowls are and how many oxen and which direction right. they face. Right. There's, right. there's it still, matters. it does. There's still something to get out of this. So, uh, we hope that God is speaking to you today. I encourage you make some space today. Just experience God with you because it is something that we don't want to take for granted. Absolutely. So we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, bye. First Kings seven. Solomon also built a palace for himself, and it took him 13 years to complete the construction. One of Solomon's buildings was called the Palace of the Forests of Lebanon. It was 150 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. There were four rows of cedar pillars, and a great cedar beams rested on the pillars. The hall had a cedar roof. Above the beams on the pillars were 45 side rooms, arranged in three tiers of 15 each. On each end of the long hall were three rows of windows, each facing each other. All the doorways and doorposts had rectangular frames and were arranged in sets of three facing each other. Solomon also built the Hall of Pillars, which was 75 feet long and 45 feet wide. There was a porch in front along with a canopy supported by pillars. Solomon also built the throne room known as the Hall of Justice, where he sat to hear legal matters. It was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. Solomon's living quarters surrounded a courtyard behind this hall, and they were constructed the same way. He also built similar living quarters for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had married. From foundation to eaves, all these buildings were built from huge blocks of high-quality stone, cut with saws and trimmed to exact measure on all sides. Some of the huge foundation stones were 15 feet long and some were 12 feet long. The blocks of high-quality stone used in the walls were also cut to measure, and the cedar beams were also used. The walls of the great courtyard were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone, just like the walls of the inner courtyard of the Lord's temple with its entry room. King Solomon then asked for a man named Huram to come from Tyre. He was half-Israelite since his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father had been a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. Huram was extremely skillful and talented in any work in bronze, and he came to do all the metal work for King Solomon. Huram cast two bronze pillars, each 27 feet tall and 18 feet in circumference. For the tops of the pillars he cast bronze capitals, each 7.5 feet tall. Each capital was decorated with seven sets of latticework and interwoven chains. He also encircled the latticework with two rows of pomegranates to decorate the capitals over the pillars. The capitals on the columns inside the entry room were shaped like water lilies, and they were six feet tall. The capitals on the two pillars had 200 pomegranates in two rows around them, beside the rounded surface next to the south and one towards the north. He named the one on the south Jackin, and the one on the north Boaz. The capitals on the pillars were shaped like water lilies, and so the work on the pillars was finished. Then Huram cast a great round basin, 15 feet across from rim to rim, called the Sea. It was 7.5 feet deep and about 45 feet in circumference. It was encircled just below its rim by two rows of decorative gourds. There were about six gourds per foot, all the way around, and they were cast as part of the basin. The Sea was placed on a base of 12 bronze oxen all facing outward, three faced north, three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, and the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick, and its rim flared out like a cup res- resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold about 11,000 gallons of water. Huram also made 10, browns water- ten bronze water carts, each six feet long, six feet wide, and four and a half feet tall. They were constructed with side panels braced with crossbars. Both the panels and the crossbars were decorated with carved lions, oxen, and cherubim. Above and below the lions and oxen were wreath decorations. Each of these carts had four bronze wheels and bronze axles. They were supporting posts for bronze basins at the corners of the carts. These supports were decorated on each side with carvings of wreaths. The top of each cart had a rounded frame for the basin. It projected one and a half feet above the cart's top like a round pedestal, and its opening was two and a quarter feet across. It was decorated on the outside with carvings of wreaths. The panels of the carts were square, not round. Under the unit with the cart, the wheels were two and a half feet in diameter and were similar to chariot wheels. The axles, spokes, rims, and hubs were all cast from molten bronze. There were handles at each of the four corners of the carts, and these two were cast as one unit with the cart. Around the top of each cart was a rim nine inches wide. The corner supports and side panels were cast as one unit with the cart. Carvings of cherubim, lions, and palm trees decorated the panels and corner supports wherever there was room, and there were wreaths all around. All ten water carts were the same size and were made alike, for each was cast from the same mold. Huram also made ten smaller bronze basins, one for each cart. Each basin was six feet across and could hold 220 gallons of water. He set five water carts on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. The great bronze basin called the Sea was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. He also made the necessary wash basins, shovels, and bowls. So at last, Huram completed everything King Solomon had assigned him to make for the temple of the Lord. The two pillars— The two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals, the 400 pomegranates that hung from the chains on the capitals, two rows of pomegranates for each of the chain networks that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars, the 10 water carts holding the 10 basins, the sea and 12 oxen under it, the ash buckets, the shovels, and the bowls. Huram made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the Lord, just as King Solomon had directed. The king had them cast in clay molds in the Jordan Valley between Succoth and Zarethan. Solomon did not weigh all these things because there were so many. The weight of the bronze could not be measured. Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of the Lord. The gold altar, the gold table for the bread of presence, the lampstands of solid gold, five on the south and five on the north in front of the most holy place, the flower decorations, lamps, and tongs, all of gold, the small bowls, the lamp snuffers, bowls, ladles, and incense burners, all of solid gold, the doors for the entrances to the most holy place, and the main room of the temple uh, with their fronts overlaid with gold. So King Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated, the silver, the gold, the various articles, and he stored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. 2 Chronicles 3, starting in verse 15. For the front of the temple he made two pillars that were 27 feet tall, each topped by a capital extending upward another seven and a half feet. He made a network of interwoven chains and used them to decorate the tops of the pillars. He also made a hundred decorative pomegranates and attached them to the chains. Then he set up the two pillars at the entrance of the temple, one to the south of the entrance and another to the north. He named the one on the south Jachin and the other Boaz. Solomon also made a bronze altar, 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 15 feet high. Then he cast a great round basin, 15 feet across from rim to rim, called the Sea, It was seven and a half feet deep and about 45 feet in circumference. It was encircled just below its rim by two rows of figures that resembled oxen. There were about six oxen per foot all the way around, and they were cast as part of the basin. The sea was placed on a base of 12 bronze oxen all facing outward, three faced north, three faced west, three faced south, and three faced east, and the sea rested on them. The walls of the sea were about three inches thick, and its rim flared out like a cup and resembled a water lily blossom. It could hold about 16,500 gallons of water. He also made ten smaller basins for washing the utensils for the burnt offerings. He set five on the south side and five on the north, but the priests washed themselves in the sea. He then cast ten gold lampstands according to the specifications that had been given, and he put them in the temple. Five were placed against the south wall and five were placed against the north wall. He also built ten tables and placed them in the temple, five along the south wall and five along the north wall. Then he molded a hundred gold basins. He then built a courtyard for the priests and also a large outer courtyard. He made doors for the courtyard entrances and overlaid them with bronze. The great bronze basin called the Sea was placed near the southeast corner of the temple. Hiram Abbey also made the necessary wash basins, shovels, and bowls. So at last, Huram Abbey completed everything King Solomon had assigned him to make for the temple of God. The two pillars, the two bowl-shaped capitals on top of the pillars, the two networks of interwoven chains that decorated the capitals, the 400 pomegranates that hung from the chains on the capitals, two rows of pomegranates for each of the chain networks that decorated the capitals on top of the pillars, the water carts holding the basins, the sea and the twelve oxen under it, the ash buckets, the shovels, the meat hooks, and all the related articles. Huram Abbey made all these things of burnished bronze for the temple of the Lord, just as King Solomon had directed. The king had then cast in clay molds in the Jordan Valley between Succoth and Zarethan. Solomon used such great quantities of bronze that its weight could not be determined. Solomon also made all the furnishings of the temple of God, the gold altar, the tables for the bread of presents, the lampstands, and their lamps of solid gold to burn in front of the most holy place as prescribed, the flower decorations, lamps, and tongs, all of the purest gold, the lamp snuffers, bowls, ladles, and incense burners, all of solid gold, the doors for the entrance to the most holy place, and the main room of the temple overlaid with gold.